I think deep down in all of us, there's been a period of time where we have wanted to, at some point in our lives, drop everything, get rid of our stuff, and, be, and, and hit the road. Go full Jack Kerouac, become a traveler, become a nomad, go out and see the world. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's not impossible, but it's not an easy thing to do. And today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking to a couple uh, of digital nomads that are about to embark on that very journey. They sold the house, they got rid of their stuff, they're moving in to a, a, a 25, 28-foot camper, and they're hitting the road. Where are they going? They don't know. They're going west. They're going south. They're going to see the country, and we're going to talk about it. Stick around. Hey everybody, welcome to episode, what, what episode is this? Episode, this is episode 14 of Rust Belt Startup. This is a long form podcast that's conversations with entrepreneurs and artists and educators and people that are living unconventional lives in unconventional locations. I am your host, Ryan Miller, and I'm super happy that uh, that you guys are, are here this week, or or maybe it was it's next week, or whenever you're, you're listening to this, I, I don't know, but glad you're here. So a couple quick things before uh, we get to today's episode. Wanted to, um, I would be remiss if I did not mention that I, I send out an occasional-ish newsletter. I think I've only sent out three or so thus far. So it's it's monthly-ish. But uh, I would love it if you went to Rust Belt Startup and subscribed to that newsletter because in it you're going to uh, get kind of a recap of the different podcasts that uh, that I've been putting out. Or if you just want to get a, a sense of some of the things that I I get to or re- I read or find interesting on the web um, or podcasts that I'm digging, uh, sign up for the newsletter. I'll send you one email a month-ish. And, uh, and you can kind of see what you missed or, or, or maybe discover something new. So uh, rustbeltstartup.com for all the old episodes and to sign up for that newsletter. This week on the podcast, I, I went on a little field trip and uh, I reached out to a, a couple that, um, that I've kind of know, I've known a little bit in, in person, uh, but, but mostly online. And that is Ryan and Brittany Parr, the Pars. And uh, the reason I, I wanted to reach out to them and share this conversation with you guys is they're both um, uh, actively becoming digital nomads. And uh, so, so Brittany is a photographer, specifically uh, one that, that specializes in elopements and weddings. And Ryan is a coach. And they've both kind of developed their own personal brands and, and, and companies working for themselves over the past few years. And they're taking this to the next level, trying to be full-time digital nomads. So they've renovated this, this beautiful, I think it's like a 25-foot fifth-wheel camper into their new home. And they're, uh, they're hitting the road. I believe they're hitting the road this week. And, uh, and so I wanted to talk to them about kind of how did they, how did they create uh, the situation where they were able to, to do this, just to, to, to pack up and, and try to live on the road uh, for um, uh, as yet undetermined period of time. I'm interested in, you know, how are they going to pay for this thing? How are they going to do business on the road? How are they going to travel with their kid? So that's all the stuff that we kind of talk about. We get into their backgrounds of how they grew their businesses through social media, primarily to a point where they could uh, uh, live off them full time and how they're going to take those businesses on the road. So that's what this conversation is about. It's a, it's a, it's a, a deep dive with Ryan and Brittany Parr, the Pars. And uh, we taped it inside the camper as they were getting ready to go. So I hope you dig it. I'm trying to think where to start. So I, I, I've been following your <laughs> adventures, I guess, profe- I'll say professionally and personally on Instagram for a while now. And, um, you know, Ryan through your, your fitness, uh, fitness account and, and Brittany through your photo account. So can you guys talk about a little bit what you do for a living currently? Like what is, what is life like right now? Let me go first. Yeah. Um, and you're a musician too, because yeah. we used to run in the same circles, I yeah. think, back in the day. Um, what I do professionally, um, if I had to sum it up, I would say I coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that's most of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Strength and fitness coaching, uh, some nutrition stuff. Um, it can get super involved uh, because I try to do everything. So I don't really have... I, I tend to pride myself on not being able to be put into a category in mm-hmm. a lot of things because I kind of like to keep a lot of options open. Um, I've been coaching 
for the better part of the last probably 10 years. Oh, no way. Um, five to six years in CrossFit. Okay. Um, opened my own business in 2014. Uh, started out with a blog and coaching high schoolers how to lift, and that turned into a full-time program, and that turned into my my main source of income at that point. What were you doing before that, if you don't mind me asking? I was doing odd jobs. Yeah. So I was, well, I worked disaster restoration for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, how far back do you want me to go? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, because here's, here's what I'm kind of curious about. Is yeah. like you, you started with like, oh, I started coaching high school kids, and I started a blog, and then it turned into yeah. a thing. So I'm kind of curious about what was that? that process like did you were you trying to build it into a thing or did it just kind of start happening um i think i'd always wanted to be in the fitness industry so i was uh i'd always been lifting Uh, i played high school sports Mm -hmm. i had been in taekwondo for 17 years and always fitness was always a thing and uh i was never motivated in school to do very much i always got good grades naturally but when you don't show up to class you don't get good grades that's true so i stopped school for a long time and did manual labor jobs which Mm -hmm. taught me a lot of work ethic Mm -hmm. and then along the way realized that if i was also very very fit and healthy manual labor was easier Hmm. so i learned a lot of that i made those connections and so my fitness has always been from the standpoint of yeah i want to do big cool things with it but it's never been crossfit or powerlifting or any of these different modalities it's always been those have been avenues to get me to how physically capable can i be and then while working for hamilton college as a custodian i realized that that was a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. but i had more in me than cleaning toilets so i left went back to school got a job with john at cross long valley uh, started coaching there left school again because I was like, I'm already where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I see this path of going independent, mm-hmm. and I didn't need school and the, the degree program to give me validation to go work for someone else. Or when, the debt. Sure. That was just <laughs> yeah. it, too, man. I was like, Amen. Uh, what, like a semester away from my bachelor's <laughs> yeah. in kinesiology, and wow. I left because it would have been an extra twenty to $30,000 mm-hmm. between internships. And I was like, I'm already doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to finish school, and I'm going to continue working for someone in an independent sector. And it was actually at that school where I started to see uh, college athletes in the weight room unguided, given a strength program, and do it poorly because no one had ever taught them. Mm -hmm. So that's when I decided that, and this is where the business was born, I decided that someone needed to teach them at the high school level. So I was like, well, we can just call it a summer camp, Mm -hmm. uh, run it independent because there wasn't that happening already. John let me build that at the gym, and then it got named. We sat in the backyard out here for an hour and a half with hundreds of names in a notebook and named it Barebone Strength. Um, started out as a summer program, built into a full-time class, built into a blog, and I was writing about it. Four kids and four people that wanted to get strong uh, and capable without the, the fluff, you sure. know what I mean? So I guess it's evolved into uh, my, my whole brand and personality as a, a business is how do I give people the, the bare bones, if you want to call it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, the minimum effective dose of what they need to do for fitness to achieve yep. being capable in life without getting caught up in the, the noise that's out there. Because there's so many articles and people and just sure. fitness is huge, you know, and there's just a lot of noise and we call it paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. People have so many options and they don't know what to do. So bare bone strength has been, how do I boil it down to what's important and give to people in a way and a perspective that allows them to like just take action and do it. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, so that's where I'm at, and now it's now it's blogging, coaching, yeah. uh, writing, programming, and uh, just seeing where it goes. And renovating an RV. Yeah, yeah. I guess this it's is a whole another facet. Is this an yeah. RV technically, or is it's, it a camper? I, it's technically a camper. I don't know if it's the the real term of an RV is just one you drive. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't really pay attention to you, that. You guys to be are going to have to learn the lingo. Yeah, yeah. you get on the I road. Maybe they have like a certain hand <laughs> signal or a wave <laughs> or like handshake. a. There was always a thing. Jeep wave, like Jeeps wave yeah. to each other. Yeah, guys that drive plows yeah. wave to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brittany, what about you? You're a photographer by yeah, trade. Yeah, I am. I'm a wedding photographer. Okay. Um, and I, the last few years, I've gotten a lot more into traveling for weddings. Um, I started out going to school for child life therapy. And no I wanted to work with kids in hospitals on like the oncology floor and things like that. Oh and then God. the older I got, the reali- I realized that hospitals terrified me. <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know. I just started to associate it, especially with like people that had been in my life at the time. I, it was no longer associated with 
anything good. Good feel, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, long story short, I, I learned um, on a film camera from my mom. And, mm-hmm. and then when I realized that I wanted to start doing more with it, I got into the more digital aspect mm-hmm. of it. I went out and bought digital cameras and I thought I was like... But self-taught. Cool. Yeah. 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 And so um, I didn't always start working with couples. I The idea of photographing couples terrified me because I didn't know how to direct them. I didn't know how to even make myself feel comfortable, let alone somebody else that hadn't really been in front of a camera since maybe their senior pictures. And that's like that's really really difficult for people to do even after doing it for a long time you always get people that say we're not that great in front of the camera mm-hmm. um we have no idea what we're doing and like hey, nobody so does who are the, yeah who's the person that you met this is i'm great <laughs> yeah like, I have, yeah and um but it's it's really great because the last few years i've been able to hone in on the kind of people that i want to attract yeah and um so how have you done that Um, I think a lot of it is just, I think people are too, almost too business oriented when it comes to photography. Like, of course you have to be business savvy in a way, but I think it's just really important to be yourself. And I think that's what a lot of people forget, especially when they start getting into photography, wanting to turn it into a business. They feel like everything has to be very proper and like, nicely said and you know if you're just being yourself you're gonna start attracting the people that you want to ultimately hang out with so could i ask you a question on that to go a little deeper i because of what i do for a living this is something that i so many people struggle with is like how how do i attract the right kind of customer and (laughs) i I do this too like i take on jobs that i just don't my heart's not in sometimes you know and and then it's never it's not a good experience for the client or myself sometimes probably same thing Mm -hmm. with with training you got to have so when you were first starting out how did you come to the realization that you need to be patient or i mean is it just come down to patience and authenticity or what was the learning curve for either of you guys to kind of figure out that like it's going to work out if we just give it enough time yeah. Or does it not work out? If you I mean, I think like a lot of people get really frustrated when they start a small business and they don't see it going in the direction that they want to and they ultimately just peter out. So I think it is a big patience thing and I think it's also something that our generation is lacking. Agreed. Our generation mm-hmm. doesn't Agreed. have patience. Yeah. So it's, um, geez, how did I attract those authentic people? I think like getting on getting on Instagram and just taking a video of yourself mm-hmm. and just your being, you know, having your personality and I don't know, I'm not really doing a great job at describing it, but um, I've watched her. I can kind of talk about her a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I feel like I, yeah. I, I can't really yeah. see big picture how much I've... When we first met, she was still up in the air about whether or not what kind of photographer she wanted to be. And I think a lot of people have that in business. I do that, certainly. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm just now kind of closing in on a, a niche where mm-hmm. uh, I think my expertise lies. And I think it took her a long time, too. So I think that a lot of people start out, and I think that that's the right way to go about it, is be broad. And accept the fact that you're not going to be great because you're not niche yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't so, know where you're going. Sure, yeah. yeah. So and I think she had to experience um, a whole slew. For a while, she just wanted to be family photographer. And it took that route. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Uh, Being around your own chaos at home. Yeah, she was doing exactly these sessions. You don't exactly want to go around other people's chaos sure, on the uh-huh. weekends. Sure. <laughs> she was doing these sessions where she was like immersion. She was just there for hours at a time and just let them go about yep. their night. Lifestyle. Put kids to bed, thing. things yeah. like that. And I think, um, so, uh, a whole lot of self-awareness, I think, and really looking at yourself from an outside perspective and seeing what it is you truly like about that. So she looked up to a lot of people that did a lot of family stuff and thought that's the route she was going to go. But really what she liked was candid and what she liked was authenticity. And she found out after spending time with families that what she really liked was couples and love. Mm. And, and, and what gets beauty. you to that yeah. family in the first place and you know then i've watched her not enjoy as much 
because of uh, a lack of opportunity for authenticity in a formal wedding setting. Sure. It would kind of led her towards elopements in intimate weddings because it, not that formal weddings aren't beautiful because, I mean, people put a lot of time and sure, energy into these things. Sure, they're just not for everybody. People but, get a little bit more selfish sure. with elopements. Sure, and mm-hmm. it's, it's formal, and there, she's looking for that authenticity. She's looking for when the vows are done and the family goes down the mountain, Mm -hmm. right? And then she gets to meander around in the bushes with them and take pictures Mm -hmm. of them just like enjoying the fact that they're in love and now married. That's what she likes to capture. And I think she's honed in on that. And I think that her work has reflected it. Um, and her writings reflected it, and I think that's what's brought you. Jeez, babe, thanks. That was a good, I know. Yeah. (laughs) I've been watching you. I've been watching you. (laughs) Who Who was the first person... I don't, I don't want to say that took a chance on you, but that hired you for an elopement or a wedding. Because that that first person, you're like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, well, for, and like, there are a couple different variations mm-hmm. of small weddings. So there's like an elopement, there's an intimate wedding. And typically an intimate wedding has like 25 people or less. Um, and an elopement ha- can even have up to 10 people mm-hmm. or less. Sometimes people bring their parents along and things like that. So... Um, I think the first couple that really took a chance on me was a Lake Placid wedding. And they were having just an intimate wedding on top of a mountain. And um, they just reached out to me and they said, we saw that you had something similar when you got married. And I really love your work. And it's just we feel like we can trust you. I feel like that's really important. And yeah, I think like our own experience with our wedding was what and being open about it in my business was what allowed people to see that you can do it Mm -hmm. and see it firsthand and Mm -hmm. hearing it from someone that did it themselves. So, yeah, I think, you know, when people see that we had a what, maybe 16 people, yeah, including the dog. Um, including our dog at the wedding. And they were just like, yeah. hey, we saw that you do it. Can you tell us about mm-hmm. how you did it and help us? Mm-hmm. Cool. What we haven't talked about yet, which is really one of the things that I was super interested in, is um, to try to, di- first of all, I've never been in a, this is called fifth wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've never been in the fifth wheel before. It's like a mini apartment. It's yeah, very, essentially. It's, it's yeah. way more spacious than I thought this was going to be. <laughs> and I reached out to you guys because you're taking these, um, these career paths and you're just going, you know what, we're just going to, it doesn't sound like you had a ton of stuff like stuff around yeah. to begin with but like we're going to go on the road full time we're going to convert a fifth wheel as our home and we're taking at least two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we're taking our kid and we're, we're going to go we're somewhere <laughs> so what's the in, in can you give me the, the short uh, short version of like where did this idea come from where we're just going to pack up and go oh. well even when we started dating when we first started dating we had this idea of um just taking the camper that we had before this one and just hitting the road. And we realized that our businesses were in no place to be taking it anywhere than where we were. And so we put it off and um, we just grew our businesses in the area. And then we got an apartment, Mm -hmm. then we got a house, and we got real comfy, cozy in it and settled and but we just still had that feeling mm-hmm. of just wanting to get out. And not that there's anything around here that we feel the need to get away from. It's just, we just had this feeling that we wanted to explore and see what else mm-hmm. was out there other than just spending maybe a week somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so when we finally decided to make this plunge, um, we went out to Colorado Springs and we saw some friends and we realized how much we loved it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we realized that it was an area that we could thrive in. You know, Colorado is a very active sure. place. Yeah. People are always outside. Super creative. And it's a beautiful mm-hmm. area. I so I realized that I could do my photography. He could run fitness or open a gym, mm-hmm. whatever he wanted to do. And, and then once we sold our house, like wow this is this is a really freeing feeling yeah you and know, we, you want to speak to the like the entrepreneur side i know you got a lot of yeah. entrepreneurs that listen to this i mean 
and there was a lot of business prep that went into the whole timeline of the move right. you know yeah. um i was meeting with uh people that were counseling me on building a, a giant business plan um talking to banks talking to realtors everything and <laughs> it was we were really really close to just there was going to be a gym mm -hmm. and then you know it, it got to the point where we realized that obviously there's if anybody's ever done a startup there's a lot of money that goes into totally. that there's you know aside from how much money I had to take from the bank, there's down payments and obviously that you we have to house. come up with. A lot yeah. of totally. questions yeah, yeah. that I get all the time. Where are the grants for this business? Well it's a for, you're not there there's yeah, not no. people just handing out money. Yeah. yeah. That's part of this. We were so, gonna use it from our house. Yeah. What we got from our house. And then I think it, it came to the point where like we knew the house had to sell and we knew what kind of money we were gonna get out of it and how much that was gonna go towards the business and how much the loan was gonna mm -hmm. be, everything. Like it, the whole plan was mapped out timeline to physically uh november 1st open a gym in colorado springs that was the plan yeah and Ooh. then yeah <laughs> and, and still and be in in the the camper no 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 okay. so the plan was we had the other camper it was a small yeah. 20 foot jayco it was like 40 years old and the plan was we could take that out there if we want that was kind of just like there wasn't really a place for that in there we always knew that was there though you know what yeah. i mean yeah and really we were looking at um picking up here putting down roots there and all of a sudden we started to kind of like take a step back and really look at what we were doing and it blessing in disguise the house obviously took longer to sold sure. as most houses do and close so yeah. we're like well that money's not coming through for a while so we can't start that gym when we thought why would we get an apartment and pay all that money to live there when we don't have a source of income yet because the gym right. wasn't open so then we were like well, what if in that interim time we travel, travel. and that's where that camper came in got it we're like well we could travel in that so we started looking at that as like well, it's not very insulated. It's pretty old, so we probably have to go somewhere warm. So we're like, what if we spent the summer in like, I'm sorry, the winter in like the, the desert and mm -hmm. Southern California. And then once that got into our mind, all of a sudden these like years of conversations that we've had about traveling and living sustainably and all like the hundreds of Instagram pages we've yeah, looked at yeah. and like, look at these people, you know, we're like, Shit, we can do this, you know? So we started to have the conversation around sustainability on the road. Mm -hmm. And then... That was also at the same time where she, I remember distinctly, she said to me one day, she was like, I think we were actually in Colorado. When you're looking at the gyms. Oh, we were looking at gyms, we were meeting with realtors, and we were mm -hmm. physically in gyms and talking numbers and everything. And she was like, you know, if you said to me today that you didn't want to move to Colorado and you want to go to Washington, I'd be down. And I was like, well, it was said, actually kind of a weight off my shoulders <laughs> because it, you know. Yeah. We were in the gym and I said, if you told me today that you found a space you really loved, I don't think I could let you sign for it. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't, I'm not ready to settle here. Hmm. It was and a huge relief to me, actually, because it got to the point where we were looking at a, a mortgage and business and everything we had here. And the whole idea, the whole initial idea was to live a different way and, mm -hmm. and have that sense of freedom. And all of a sudden, we were doing, doing it over there. Totally. Yeah. We were just transplanting and doing it over there. So, like, it got to the point where we were like, man, I wanted to go to Colorado, but all of a sudden, I'm not going to have time to go rock climbing and exploring. I'm going to own a gym. I'm going to be there you yeah. know, 18 hours yeah. a day. And it stopped being about the freedom. Totally. Yeah. 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 So, when she was like, I don't <clears> think we can do this yet. And I was like, Phew. Thank God. I don't think I can either. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was, and that's the same thing. I had put a ton of content out there advertising. Yeah. I was opening a gym and all of a sudden I was like, listen, not doing that yet. It might not even be Colorado down the road, wow. you know, and just owned that. And we decided that the little camper wasn't big enough and had the conversation about putting some of the money from the sale of our house into a new RV and renovating. And I think our family's just been rolling their eyes the entire yeah. time because We've changed our minds so many times just because the opportunities yeah. presented itself. Sure. And yeah. we're just like, we essentially work for ourselves. Right. Yeah. So it is what it is. <laughs> we've, have a, we've had a lot of conversations around the idea of never doing or committing or feeling like we were tied into something because of someone else's expectations of us. So that's where... We had How that. do you cement that? Because that's that's easy for everybody to say, but it we is. are we are social creatures um, and we have families. Yeah, and it's hard. You know what? It's just repetition. I think it's yeah. it's a practice. You you practice being independent and practice um, staying by your word and doing things that are right for you. And it's it starts small with you know me quitting school and going to you know all all those little things are all mm -hmm. practices in that. Britt quitting school and starting your own business and 
making decisions in your own business for yourself and not trying to ask around, what do you think, what do you think, and just be like, you know what, I'm going to do this. But we're very much on the same page. I think a lot of times when it comes to couples, one person wants to go off and do something Mm -hmm. like this, like what we're doing, Mm -hmm. and the other one is very comfortable with having a home and Mm -hmm. that, that security, which I think a lot of times is often women. Like... The women want that security, they want that savings, they want Mm -hmm. the home and just to have holidays in and things like that. And I think we've both just very much been on the same page that it's like we're both similar in the way that, yes, we love our families, but we individually, we've always had this Mm -hmm. sense of adventure Mm -hmm. and wanting to see what's out there that we individually haven't really had the chance to do yet. I think that... um whatever you want to call it, we'll say like the universe has a way of pulling people together. Mm-hmm. I think that years before we ever started dating, we kind of always, we in passing mm-hmm. had known of each other and it always been this kind of like a pull, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Knowing. And uh, I think that we both had had things in our past that we had to be super self-aware and um, honest with ourselves and get out of situations that we were in, in the past just for a sense of like, I made a decision on what my happiness is going to be about mm-hmm. and then move on from it. You know, and I think that when we first started dating, that was truly evident in both of us. And I think that's one of the huge, huge reasons that drew us together was that we both had that personality of we want to adventure. Nobody's going to tell us how we should live our lives and we're going to make these decisions on our own. Um, and then it took years to, to realize that we had to employ a whole lot of practicality to make it happen. Let's talk let's talk know? about that stuff because that's you know, it's one thing to go, let's 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 yeah. buy the, the camper and, and we're gonna uh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you gotta figure out. So yeah. so if if we look at forget about the destination right now, mm-hmm. um uh how do you uh, let's talk about the practicality around um Let's start here. Fi- financially, how do you? Fi- how have you guys figured out how you're going to eat and live, or are you just going? We'll figure it out. I'm really you <laughs> a know, little bit of both. A little bit of both. both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, well, being that we'll be closing on our house before we leave, mm-hmm. you know, we do have a, a chunk of money to get you started to get us started and to help. It's essentially a safety net. Yeah. So we're putting like some aside, and then we're going to live off of a little bit of it. Um, but a lot of it's just kind of been us marketing as hard as we mm-hmm. can. So, mm-hmm. you know, being like, hey, we're going to be in this area at this time. Yeah, I've seen that on your Instagram and page. Like, hey, yeah. uh, maybe if you want to elope. Anyone eloping or, in Colorado, give me yeah, a call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's just like putting yourself out there. <clears throat> and I mean, in, in the long run, it has to be sustainable at mm-hmm. some point. People do it all the time for a living. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it's always been one thing that's held me back anyways from from going yeah. off and doing this is just fear. So the sustainability of it, yeah, everything costs money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we do we do have plans like we set up solar panels um, on top of the rig so we can boondock. And boondock is yeah. essentially just like dry camping. You don't mm-hmm. have any hookups. You don't have internet. You don't have any of that. It's like free um, places, like national yeah. forests and so things like that. So it's like, okay. yeah. you know, you, you don't have any hookups, yeah. so you just rely solely off of and you got ba- solar power. Is it going to be battery or is it just live? Like whatever uh, So generating? the solar panels actually recharge the battery awesome. constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were to run just the battery, you'd be good for, depending on your electrical usage, a couple days to a week. Oh, wow. And then anytime you hook up to the truck, it recharges the battery also, just like the Got alternator it. in the car would. Yeah. Got it. So, oh, sorry, Go I was going to say, like, so really all it does is keep the battery recharged. Got it. Yeah. We just put solar on our house, t- turned it on last week, actually. Yeah, so, awesome. But it's it's the grid tied um, yeah. system, so I'm yeah. always curious to see, like, okay, what's the next so much step? money. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. It's like, it's like you're yeah. buying 10 years of electricity up front, but then yeah. after that, it'll, I, you know. Yeah. But the... Um, like campgrounds and things like that are so expensive. Yeah. And luckily there are a lot of apps on, on your phone, um, like Campendium and things like that, that will show you where free camping is, Hmm. um, where Mm -hmm. dump stations are, things like that. And so you really know where you can go. And some people will leave reviews and tell you how much they pay for their campgrounds with their, uh, campers Mm -hmm. and stuff. So, um, you know, those kinds of things add up if you're a creature of comfort Sure. and, pretty much I, I added it up one time where 
if we stayed at campgrounds for an entire month, say it was like 40 bucks a night, mm-hmm. we would be spending double our mortgage in a month. Mm-hmm. So wow. if you're not careful, like yeah. you are essentially spending yeah. Yeah, you're more paying to be a mortgage. Mo- yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So it, you really have to be prepared unless you have generators or things mm-hmm. like that. So there's been a lot of learning involved over the past year. Big learning. Uh, um, and a lot of that comes from not just like articles, but finding people that are doing it and yeah. reaching out to them, sending them a DM. The same being way like, you're hey, getting photography yeah. gigs. Yeah, totally. Through, yeah. yeah. You know, it's we live in a generation where you like reach out to people, yeah. Yeah. talk to them. We have we're so connected, and mm-hmm. there's so much information out there. As, as far as like. To elaborate on that, the generation we're in, I mean, so many people will, there's a lot of examples of people that live in RVs and travel and sure. full-time nomad. And a lot of times you'll see that they already had a career where they worked from home mm-hmm. and then they just kept it's doing the that. Logical yeah. Sure. Yeah. So if, if like you that. don't do that, it's like, well, how do you get into this? But I, I think so we're, we're leveraging social media as much as we can mm-hmm. without falling into the trap. And she was talking about this the other day without falling into the trap. We're not doing it for social media. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, this that's is for a vehicle. Us. The social media sure. is the, the lifestyle vehicle that's going to help. Exactly. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, we realize that a lot of people are, are interested in what we're doing. You know, just live vicariously through. Hand. I am. I mean, yeah, you know? yeah. So like, why yeah. not just let people see it the whole yeah. step of the way not you know just just document our journey totally. whether it's things like this and getting yep. to talk to you which we really appreciate or well, uh, i've just, even sat there you know, from you know uh, uh when you guys have like just set up the camera in the rv yeah. and didn't done like a oh. live i'm like this is super interesting yeah. to me, you know <laughs> so i think that's going to be a, a big i don't want to say big pull for us but a big thing that like People are interested in what we're doing, and at the you same got a story. time, you got a great story. she's a photographer traveling. Yeah. I'm doing fitness trips, so we're just being open. We're using it to our advantage, letting doors open, <laughs> not being so like I can't do anything but go work at gyms. Right, but who knows what's going to open up? Yeah. You know what I mean, and just being open to that idea and documenting everything we do, and just taking advantage of the fact that like there are so many social platforms that are so easily accessible. So we've been building a lot of that since before we left. I'm trying to be everywhere yeah. before we leave. Yeah. So, I mean, I did podcasts and breaking into YouTube, yep. and then there's obviously Instagram and Facebook and groups and learning about LinkedIn. Yep. And then everywhere that we go, I'll try to, in every new city, drop into new gyms, meet people, let them know who I am, podcast with somebody, do a YouTube video mm-hmm. there. And yeah. But I mean, on another note, we haven't had to budget anything Mm -hmm. and really in a while because Mm -hmm. when we sold our house we moved in temporarily with my mom and stepdad and so you do like you don't have to pay for all the things that you used to really Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be it's gonna take a couple of months for us to kind of figure out like what we can spend monthly on groceries Mm -hmm. or how often we can use the floor heat because we have huge propane tanks that can last us like a week between cooking and heating gotcha. that yeah. you have to pay to fill up and um and just different campgrounds and it's gonna take us a while mm-hmm. to yeah. to feel it out and figure out what we can use every month what about the, the practicality of um not just not just financially but um you go you go from a house to a camper there's this act of of minimalism or downsizing Mm -hmm. how do you go about figuring out what are the things not just that we need but there are just things that we want that have that hold sentimental value that bring us joy do you have a litmus test for that stuff how have you gone through and figured those things out we're both really good at throwing things away but (laughs) there's one thing that i really i really try to keep in mind especially when it came to downsizing um especially because i think i'm a little bit more sentimental on things mm-hmm. um so we have this box this wooden box and we'll take little pieces from things or pictures and being that i take pictures for a living mm-hmm. photo albums are really important sure. to me i love mm-hmm. going back looking at um just all my family's old photo albums and things like that so to me, that's just how I hold sentimental mm-hmm. value on some things because I I don't want to live this very minimalist lifestyle and have Hadley get older and be like, uh, 
yeah. you know, not having the things that we didn't have growing right. up to look at and see and hold and hand me downs mm-hmm. and things like that. So I really try to, you know, hold on to as much as mm-hmm. I can that, within reason. And it's also looking at how much value something has and in, in making that decision when we acquire new things. Mm-hmm. And it's not just getting things for the sake of things, but is this something that's going to really serve us for the long term? And like she said, when Hadley's older, is this something that's still going to be around? You know what I mean? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to, I don't know, even little things like jewelry and clothing and things like that, um, is it multi-purpose? Am I going to have it for a long time? Do I really want it? And mm-hmm. then it stays with you and you just you value things a little bit more I think or even things like clothing sure we've put so much more emphasis on the clothes that we're buying right now is it gonna Mm -hmm. last us is it like multifunctional is it basic so it goes with like one pair of jeans for the next you know month Uh but um yeah I I think we've done really really good at downsizing yeah yeah everything that we own will fit in here and it won't fill it yeah, there's I mean there's tons of storage in here too. Yeah, I'm looking around like I'm stunned at how much storage there is. Yeah, it's not like we're gonna be living out of a suitcase. No. Yeah, there's still. I mean, I guess you know having never been in in, in a fifth wheel before or anything like this, this is incredibly space. This is fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And we have totally. a ton of storage yeah. on the outside, like underneath and in the back. It's uh-huh. just this huge storage yeah. space, mm-hmm. so we can hold all our things like even extra fans mm-hmm. or broom, things you don't need all the time and just camping mm-hmm. stuff things like that our um, grill even we have a grill oh awesome a camping grill that folds up like one of the ones that goes out on a stand yeah. Yeah. yeah and then it was also looking at things like Christmas decorations do we need to haul around two tubs of Christmas and decorations you know, to you use know, for a month I brought, the, I, I brought yeah. the Christmas decorations for sure that's but it's like, yeah. that's it yeah we don't I mean most people have a basement where they store things that come out for yeah. them you know, six weeks. Yeah, sure. And then sure. it's there all year long. So things like that. That do we? But you're need to also hold this balancing like giving Hadley a sense of place yeah. as well. Like mm-hmm. it's still home for all of you. The yeah. thing that I, was really important to us was we wanted to spend this time with her. You know, we mm-hmm. get especially right now we're so busy, and especially me with weddings. Like yeah. I leave all day, or I leave for a weekend just for weddings and shoots, and I come back and I feel bad that I haven't spent more time with her, mm-hmm. or I'm just not present with her. So we really wanted to take this time that like a lot of people feel isn't crucial. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll spend more time with our kids when they get older and they yeah. are they care more yeah. or they realize it more it's but the to opposite. us it's like it's yeah. the opposite and so we really wanted to take this time to spend mm-hmm. that yeah. really good quality time with her and we have the you know mm-hmm. the opportunity and to what do an that. adventure she's yeah. gonna have and that's just it too it's trying to find the middle ground between like spending the most time with her and giving her most experience and all that but while still you know like we said being practical enough to we're not just gonna burn through our savings when right. it's done figure it out it's hopefully not touching it and trying to build business right, in the meantime. Right. Yeah. So she'll experience that little bit of adversity of like, well, I didn't grow up in a, yeah. you know, 8,000 square foot house yeah. and do all this and that. She's like, I was on the road with my parents, but have fond experiences yeah. from that. And she'll value things differently. Like seeing the ocean and seeing mountains and as she yeah. gets a little different bit Different kinds of people. Yeah. yeah totally. Culture, yeah. Yeah. Different cultures yeah. for sure. And take her to all those places and she'll have those memories and those pictures. And, uh, well, while still building towards the future and something greater, mm-hmm. which we can go there if you want. Where does this all end? Yes, yeah, I'm curious. Where know? does it end? And we're not sure, so we're open to that too. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, but, Do you got any ideas? Well, for us? I guess let, let's, let's let me ask you this. Um, you're going. You're doing. You're going on the road. Do you have a sense of of how long you kind of want to stay in a place, or is is everything going to be kind of indeterminate? Yeah. We have a general idea, so we have probably about the next three to four months kind of loosely mapped mm-hmm. out okay. only so that we have places that we're going to visit and people we're going to see in different cities uh so like we're basically traveling west through ohio towards mm-hmm. northern colorado then south through the desert vegas and sedona and then we Back have california yeah we have basically a couple things set up like i've got a few seminars at gyms like thanksgiving with friends in colorado yep. Um, we have actually a concert we're going to as, as small and trivial as it is 
Um, uh, a friend of mine that I did the canoe race with lives in San Diego, and him and his wife invited us to go to uh, his Hippie Sabotage. We didn't even know about this band. Mm-hmm. Hippie Sabotage show on December 20th. <laughs> they're like electronic, I guess, but we're like, yeah. well, let's take Hadley. Yeah, so they're like, why not? Why not? So yeah. they're like, all right, if you want to go, we'll buy tickets. So now we're like, all right, sweet. Now, as trivial as that is, it's just a concert at night, yeah. but like, we got to be in San Diego by December 20th. That's awesome. So yeah. like, it's beyond great. that, yeah. then yeah. it's just kind of a little thing to kind of hold us to that. Sure. Um, but as far as where it ends, it we're just being open to the fact that we could get to San Diego and then be like, let's just turn around and go back and live in Colorado. It could be. Sure. Or it could be, let's continue to travel for the next three to four years, six years and homeschool mm-hmm. Hadley and upgrade our living situation. Mm-hmm. Or it could be somewhere in the middle. We really just don't want to pigeonhole ourselves mm-hmm. into a plan until we've really experienced the options, which is we spent our honeymoon in Seattle and uh, loved yeah, love Seattle. We too. We did. Really? A, we did a yeah. we, well, not the whole thing. We did a West Coast road trip. I've never been out west before. Yeah, and so we did. Uh, we went from Seattle to Vegas over like Ooh, two awesome. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. it was awesome. Down Highway yeah. One, and, that's and I never been to Seattle it. either. It was amazing. You know, that's kind of you're in the same boat where we didn't want to go to one place and right. like have this. Okay, we know exactly like what we're doing. We're not going to sit at a beach. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to do that. And it's I mean, stressful, wrong, right? I like it's, doing that sometimes. It's, I'm good for a day. <laughs> yeah. and I need to I'm kind of with you there. You know? I get bored. Yeah. Um, but it, it's stressful in the in the sense that like we didn't know where the next night was going to be, where we were going to pitch the tent the next night. We went around the Olympic Peninsula. Oh, so so when you're yeah. saying you went to Seattle. We you, flew into Seattle. Yeah, and we flew the, there. Yeah. We spent one night. Yeah. And went into into the city, and then and you camped it the rest of the time. Yeah, we went up. We north. went this little hatchback, yeah. and we brought along with us. We brought our backpacks yeah. with our sleeping bags underneath yeah. it, and we just like and, um, something yeah. to hook a propane tank up yeah. to to make coffee. And yeah, we just would sprawl out our tent every day when it was sunning. Wow! And Dry it out, pack it up, and kind of look at the map up, and yeah. decide where we were going next. And we knew that we wanted to be out out there. Yeah. So Seattle was awesome, and. We did like the city thing the first night, but then it was in a tent for probably the next seven to eight nights, all the way up through like Port Townsend, mm-hmm. all the way to the coast, um, down the coast on the Olympic Peninsula into like a whole rainforest, and then down through Aberdeen, then back up through like Tacoma and Olympia into awesome. Seattle, where we flew back out of. Big so we knew we loved it out there, but the issue we have with that is like with our business. So here's the thing like, we love the Northwest because we love the ocean and we love mountains. Right. In Seattle, oceanfront is the peninsula mm-hmm. and there's not a lot going on in the peninsula other than nature and to be close enough to a metropolitan area yeah. it's seattle you're not at the you know what i mean oh, so yeah, like yeah. so yeah. we just want to explore northern california and oregon through the lens of like could this be uh everything we're looking for i was you know stunned I mean? at how rural northern california was that's where yeah. yeah. i was like oh my god well, I have to talk to you about it because yeah. that's one thing. I mean, we're considering Northern California or Oregon. Or no, I guess I mean like like, like right between Oregon and yeah. California. I mean, there was there were parts I'm like, we could be in upstate New York in terms mm-hmm. of like these small like population, one, like yeah. these one traffic light towns. Yeah. We pull over to get gas. I'm like, where the hell are we? So we've always loved that, and obviously. Her growing up here, yeah. And I was at the other end of the valley in Sequoia, out in the farmland. So you grew up in Rome. Yeah. Well, I'm from. Here, pretty Here-ish, much. Floyd? Yeah, oh, I went to yeah. Holland Patton. Oh, Holland yeah. Patton and then yeah. Squite? And Squite, cool. yeah. So we've kind of always had that, like, access to nature has yeah. always been, we've grown up around it. Sure. We always want that. And while we realize the necessity to be closer to metropolitan areas than we are here, yeah. um, we don't want to sacrifice living in a city, really. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to find a place that kind of puts happy, checks in all the boxes. Happy balance. Yeah. And it's just going to take some exploring. I mean, you can't look at a map and tell... Because the mm-hmm. only cities that I would say let's go to are ones that I've heard of. And there's probably going to sure. be a town we have never heard of that's going to be get, amazing. Yeah. Sure. So we're just leaving all all that wide open to see if we find it and when we find it is up in the air. And then in the meantime, just keep enjoying it every day. Mm-hmm. So on a macro, that's what we're doing. But on the day to day, you know, we've talked about this a lot, especially closing in on like a week and a half until we roll away from here. This is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just caught you. Yeah. Wow. yeah next you Friday. Really just oh, caught next, Friday next Friday, it's, we're out of here. It's wheels up rolling. Yeah. Yeah, next Friday. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> Can't you tell? Look yeah. at this place. It's ready to go. To do in the next <laughs> yeah. Totally possible, though, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's, I mean, a lot of stuff has been moved in. Yeah. And she's been yeah. doing a great job at decorating. Um, so it's, where I was going with that. Well, you, yeah. you were answering the question that I was going to ask you already, which was going to be, so what is, 
you know, do you have kind of a metric or a map for what does success look like to you? But then you're just kind of like enjoying it every day. I feel like that's yeah. kind of yeah. where I, you're heading And, you know, it. I think there's really two, like, there's two different kinds of people that live on the road. It's people that are, especially living out of a camper, their plan is to work and save money and mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. live pretty cushiony and then there's the other people that like don't care about saving money at all and they're just down for the adventure mm-hmm. and I think we're kind of like we're in that middle ground mm-hmm. yeah. like we really you know. want to adventure but we realize that right now we can't mm-hmm. really save money because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of money coming in yeah. yet So and trying to enjoy an adventure as much as we can while still being practical to the point of how can we leverage this to the best of our ability while not taking away from what we do. You know what I mean? Are there things that you guys have thought about um, routines or rituals or things that you'll do with Hadley um, regardless of location that that will keep you grounded? Do you have anything that you're gonna that you that you do to kind of keep a sense of place or? We're very good at spending a lot of time together as it is Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason we knew this would work for us this small space because no matter where we are a big house small Mm -hmm. house we're all in the same room together all the time anyway like and we all just hang out we spend a lot of time with Hadley Um, she goes to the babysitter a little bit here and there not on necessity Mm -hmm. but just because we were kind of like well let's just give her a little bit more of that freedom you know what I mean plus we had to work on this thing yeah let us do some of this but it's like we love being a family. We love spending time together. So for her to get up and like play with us and play toy, you know what I mean? And like oh, yeah, have yeah. breakfast it's together. The best thing yeah. Ever. Like I, re- so, I don't see her a yeah. routine changing much yeah. more than it already does. We're going to continue honest. to be constant for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And spend time with us and take her places. And I think that, I mean, I can't speak for her, but I mean, as as a toddler who's so dependent on her parents. Um, continuing to give her as much love and attention as possible and letting that kind of be a home and a staple for her no matter where we mm-hmm. go. I mean, it's it's worked for me mm-hmm. really well. It's worked for us. Uh, I mean, over the past five years, I've lived how many different places and anywhere we go, home is where we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that was kind of the whole idea with this. It was let's it brings us together as a family because that becomes your constant and that becomes the thing no matter where you go and where you park it, you have each other. I think that's a great place to leave this. Cool. That's great. Um, so for folks that are listening to this, where can they find you online and follow this adventure? Adventures. Um, well, the adventure itself. Um, or just you guys. the handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you can find the camper adventures at Pars for the Course. <laughs> P-A-R-R-S. Yep. For the course. And you can find my photography at Par Photo Co. You can find my training at Bear Bones Strength. That's bears in the animal. Mm-hmm. Bones Strength. That's Instagram handle. Um, we both have our respective websites that are the exact same. Just okay. .com for parphotoco.com and barebonesstrength.com, which pretty much is a hub to lead you to everything else. Cool. Um, I know through either hers or mine, you can get back to other social pages. Um, for mine, you can get to YouTube, Facebook, Facebook pages, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, I have a storefront. If I can, I you sell have a coffee, coffee man. I sell coffee, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be coffee taking roasters. all of it yeah. with us. Yep. All, all of that the stuff merch. is going to stay yeah. online sales. <laughs> He's coming up with a ton of new gear for me to sell. Awesome. Um, so we'll have boxes of that to sell. Um, coffee continues to be available online. Uh, it's a collaboration with Utica Coffee. Awesome. Um, Heather was nice enough to help me custom blend. blend. Yep, awesome. and so it's the only place you can get that particular blend, which is a higher caffeine but still dark roast and tasty Brazil type. Yeah, he, and, ma- he makes the coffee, I drink it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, I have a bunch of shirts and programs, and anybody can reach out to me for any questions they have on training, nutrition. I'm super approachable. I love answering questions. Um, if I don't get to it, it's going to be in a YouTube format. Awesome, that's what I love to do. And for you. Yeah, you can you yeah. can uh, book me to shoot your wedding yep. or elopement. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I hike with you. We have yeah. fun. I will say that you guys are super accessible. I mean, mm-hmm. really, really accessible, which is really cool. If you want to hike and you don't have a minister, I do that too. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Just saying. 
Awesome. <laughs> Father awesome. Ryan over yep. here. <laughs> We've done that plenty. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Thanks for having us. Uh, this, yeah. is, cool. this is great. Yeah, I'll be following out. your adventure. And, uh, I'm super stoked for you guys. Big, big, big thanks to Ryan and Brittany for having me uh, to their to their new their new place before they they got on the road at the camper. They got they got to get it a name though. They got to give it some kind of a badass name. Uh, so super super uh, excited to to get to spend time with them uh, before they hit the road and and wishing them the absolute best. What an adventure they're gonna have. Uh, and if you want to follow them on Instagram, like like they mentioned, uh, you can follow Brittany at Par Photo Co on Instagram. You can follow uh, Ryan at Barebone Strength. That's B-E-A-R, Bones Strength. And if you want to follow the uh, uh, the journey of the PARS, you can follow PARS for the course on Instagram. They're going to be kind of sharing their journey there. So uh, be on the lookout. See, see what they're up to. And uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. We've got some great conversations coming up in the next several weeks that I can't wait to tell you about. In fact, I'm going to announce the next couple of conversations that you absolutely you won't want to miss them. They're great. They're in the can. Some of my favorites yet. Uh, and you can get that information by subscribing to the newsletter at rustbeltstartup.com. Uh, and you can get all the past episodes, all that stuff there. So if you're digging it, one more pitch, subscribe to the newsletter, rate me five stars, give me a review. I don't know. Tell a friend. Send me an email. Thanks a lot. We'll see you in two weeks.